Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. They're tweaking things behind the scenes. We will be covering four recent updates to the Facebook ad platform. The relevance score is way higher. It's always getting better. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, everyone. Molly Pittman here with episode 119 of Perpetual Traffic. This week, it's just myself and Ralph Burns. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Molly. Hello. Happy to be here. Good to be here, too. Me doing the intro, it's a little strange. I know. I know. No (laughs) keys. You're doing a great job, by the way. This episode should be short and sweet for you guys and very informative. We're going to cover four recent updates to the Facebook ad platform. And we love doing these episodes just to keep you guys updated, to keep you ahead of the curve, to make sure that you know what's happening inside of Facebook ads, what's new, but not just from a news standpoint. That's not why we're here. We're not here to just say, hey, something new is happening. We also want to provide the why. So what's happening and and why it matters to your business, why it matters to you as a Facebook marketer. We have some new features added, some new objective, a big announcement actually about the Facebook user interface. So let's go ahead and get started. Ralph, you're first. You have something really cool to cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we love about advertising on Facebook and some of the things that are probably maybe frustrating for a lot of people is that they are rolling out so many new features almost weekly, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's always getting better. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's always getting better. I mean, I think you can look at it two ways. You can look at it and say, holy crap, am I completely overwhelmed? I don't know what to do first. Or you can listen to us and we'll hopefully boil it all down for you and tell you the ones that we really like and the ones that we're using. And to keep yourself updated on what is going on with Facebook, I would definitely recommend to Google Facebook advertising business and go to Facebook business. And then what I do is I actually subscribe to it. So I know kind of yeah. what's coming down the line. Yeah, they'll send you emails. Yeah. Amazing. Isn't that amazing technology? Yeah. So you'll get all the updates to what's new and what's going on and how they're improving the platform. But you might get a little overwhelmed, especially if you're first starting on this. So then come over here and we'll, we'll obviously have these types of episodes to separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. And then <laughs> in some cases, we'll actually have some tests like we announced last week, some tests of some of these new features that we're actually using inside the agency and uh, inside Digital Marketer. So cool stuff. Yeah. All right, Ralph. So what is number one? So number one is one that we had covered briefly on episode 118 and is the new feature that you'll see inside probably our favorite Facebook advertising objective, which is website conversions. So inside website conversions, typically you, you set up your optimization for the campaign itself inside your ad set level. So your campaign is for your objective, which in this case is website conversions. Your ad set is the people you want to target, right? Uh, as well as your optimization. And then the ad is what message you want to put in front of those people that you target. So simply put, a lot of the optimization and kind of new uh, features of Facebook are actually happening at the ad set level. So this is one that we had noticed and which our partner manager had told us about, which is a new feature inside website conversions, which is inside the ad set level, like I said, and you scroll way down to the bottom where if you're in your side, your ad set, you're going to see optimization for ad delivery. And nine times out of 10, in that little drop down, we'll pick conversions. So if you pick that first top one, it says conversions will deliver your ads to the right people to help you get the most website conversions at the lowest cost. But magically, about two months ago, or a month and a half ago, this other metric, this other optimization appeared, which was very intriguing to us. It just appeared out of nowhere. It's called value. So, and this one says, we'll deliver your ads to people to maximize the total purchase value generated and get the highest return on ad spend. So what this objective is doing, what this optimization for ad delivery is doing is trying to find people in your audience. Let's say if you've got a million person audience that you're targeting at your ad set level, Facebook's algorithm is going to target people that buy your stuff the most using this new objective or this new sort of optimization strategy. So uh, as we had revealed last week, we did actually test this against the one that we typically use, which is conversions. And sure enough, the value ads actually were more effective at doing the exact thing that they promised. They actually created wow. a 1.86 return on ad spend versus our control, which is straight on the conversions, which was 1.44. So we got a little bit more people to actually buy our stuff, not necessarily the first step in these particular ad sets, which in this case is a book funnel, uh, where they actually, we are selling a book to them, their first interaction, their first transaction with us. But what this also did is we also have purchase pixels on all of the other things that they can buy after that initial purchase. So Facebook took this information and showed our value ads in front of people who they knew would convert more 
and make us more money or make our customer more money. Interesting. Definitely something to to take a look at and test. This might be one that you want to do like a, a real split test on, which is the way that we had done it, you know, through Facebook itself. But even if you have sent a small amount of budget to it or just test it sort of off your regular campaigns, it's definitely worth checking out. We're testing it more on a more widespread basis. This test that we did was about $5,000 or so, which is fairly significant. So we definitely got statistical significance, as they say, in uh, these ads definitely created more value as opposed to just conversions. Just to clarify, what would you need to have set up on your end to use this feature? Would you need to do something with the pixel to make sure that your purchases are recorded at an actual dollar value? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's one of the things that is a little more advanced. And this is probably beyond the scope of this episode here, but you might want to go back to episode 47. That's Facebook's new conversion pixel, what you need to know. And Andrew Tweedo is a guest on that episode, goes through exactly what you need in pretty great detail. The word pixel comes from the older days where when you wanted to track what someone did on your website, the advertising platform or the analytics platform would give you an image tag. And it was a one-by-one image that you wouldn't see appear on the page, but it was an image tag nonetheless. And it was one-by-one, so people started calling them pixels. So that's where the term comes from, and it's just kind of stuck. For most people, like myself, who are not programmers, this is beyond the scope of my skills. So in our case, we have somebody like Andrew who helps us out with that to set this kind of tracking up. So, But your regular programmer, if you have a programmer on staff or somebody that you can hire probably on Fiverr.com, which is a great resource, they'll know exactly what to do here. So it involves adding a, a little piece of code to the right pages that all your transactions or your final conversions actually occur on. And you can do it a number of different ways, but Andrew actually explains it really well in episode 47. So go back and listen to that one. But you do need to have that set up, that sort of dynamic conversion value associated with a purchase standard event, which is technically what you really need. You go back to that episode or instruct your programmer to do it. You can set this up and and really start seeing some pretty impressive results. Yeah, very cool. And I think it's just another step in Facebook's optimization, right? So not just saying I want conversions, but I want the highest average order value possible. So if you do have data and if you do have this set up already through the pixel, this is a great way again to say, I'm not just looking for purchases, but I'm looking to make the most money possible. Really cool. Again, shows that Facebook's just continuing to update their algorithm and their ad product so that business owners can make more money. Yeah. And they know that. They know the more value that you can see inside your ads manager, like you're spending X dollars or you're making X plus plus dollars through a metric like this, uh, they know you're going to spend more. Right. So, and it makes sense. And why wouldn't you, especially if you're making, you know, practically two to one, like we did in our test. So certainly something that we've ramped up in that ad account and uh, definitely check it out, test it out. But uh, Facebook knows you're not going to spend money unless you know that you're making that money. And I think that's where a lot of these improvements are coming is through that type of reporting. Awesome update. So what is number two, Mr. Burns? 
All right. So number two is another one that we just started testing. One of our awesome account managers, Angela, just started doing this just this past week. So this is really hot off the presses here. Super, super cool. Facebook introduced this not too long ago. I mean, literally within months. And it's ads inside Instagram stories. Pretty cool feature. And obviously, we've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast is that we're now uh, default, we're sending our traffic to all platforms. So we used to say, you know, deselect audience network, deselect Instagram until they sort of figure that out. And then just run in the news feeds, mobile and desktop, as well as right hand column. And obviously, we've talked a lot about messenger ads as well. So within the last three to six months, we've stopped separating out or even, you know, favoring one particular platform or placement over another. And we've started to run everything all together, including Instagram. And in the agency, uh, we do a lot of video and a lot of videos, sometimes they're greater than a minute. So in order to run a Facebook ad inside Instagram on a video, it has to be less than 60 seconds. But what we have found is that shorter videos on Instagram are getting really, really good conversions for us. So when we saw this running ads on Instagram stories, we were pretty excited about it and actually did a test on it. And so far, the cost per acquisition in this particular case, which is a lead to a registration, is running about neck and neck with all placements. But the relevance score is way higher and there's way more engagement. And plus, it's just another whole area where we weren't advertising before. So we can now expand and scale. Yeah. And uh, and the particular ads that we're using right now, we're, we're using them just as videos, very short videos, just sort of introduce people to the product that's being sold and then invites them to the online training. Really pretty straightforward stuff. And it's actually the, the video itself was created inside Instagram stories, and then we monetized it in the ad platform. So a really cool other way to reach people as well as engage them. Instagram stories came out in last year, mid 2016 in the summertime and ads and stories really just was introduced back in March. So this isn't new news, but it's news for us because we've gone out and tested it. And now we see that we can capture more registrations, more leads in a different type of platform with a very different type of ad. And the ones that we're using are these short videos. And you can also use image videos or you can use images as well, which are also converting really well. So uh, yeah. definitely something to check out and we're seeing good results. If you think about how Instagram stories work, it's kind of like Snapchat. You're clicking through these videos or images that your friends have posted that have a short lifespan. So when you're clicking, it's usually a pretty rapid click, but you can't miss it. So for example, I saw a great Instagram story the other day from a company that is called Remote Year. You do a year abroad if your job is remote. And I was clicking through and they had a really cool video from somewhere in Asia. And the ad copy was something to the effect of, you know, want to work from here, you know, swipe up. And then it it went over to their landing page. So these are not only just new real estate that we're now able to monetize, but it's a bit different than Facebook where you're scrolling through a feed and you really have to catch their attention. These ads definitely need to be engaging, but the person is almost forced to look at it yeah. uh, because they're clicking through their stories and this ad is presented just like a story 
would show up from one of their Instagram followers. So really, really cool. I'm excited to test it. And I think that's a huge update. And I think we'll see more stuff like this, right? Is Facebook running out of newsfeed inventory? Yes. Is that expected? Yes. But does that mean that they're not going to utilize other parts of their platforms? You know, absolutely not. So I think Instagram stories is is just another opportunity. And like any other ad, when you're creating one, think about the environment that you're in. I think that's why those head-on videos work really well. I saw one from Lewis Howes the other day. It looks like an Instagram story from a friend, you know, standing there giving you some sort of update about their day. So again, as always, think about relevance and how you can fit into the end user's experience that they're having with Instagram stories. This really is native advertising. I remember when Facebook first started putting ads in the newsfeed way back, you know, four or five years ago. And this is almost like the same thing. I mean, Instagram stories have long been, well, you know, for about a year or so, obviously, the ideas for stories did come from Snapchat, but it's been a huge feature for Instagram users. And until, you know, just recently, the last three or four months, it has been ad free. So now it's just one more place that you can get that user. Like you say, Molly, even though the newsfeed is getting crowded, there's always going to be these types of innovations that are going to allow you, the advertiser, just different ways in which to get in front of your customer, you know, and in this case, probably ahead of the curve too, because probably not a lot of people are actually doing these types of ads inside Instagram stories. Pretty exciting stuff. Okay, so we'll move to update number three. So mine aren't as exciting as Ralph's, uh, but they're things, they're things that you definitely need to know. The first was announced on September 26th, so just a few days ago. And this announcement is, is pretty cool. So it doesn't change the functionality a lot, but it will make Facebook Messenger ads easier. So Facebook is adding messages as an objective for Facebook ads. So when you start a Facebook campaign, the first thing that Facebook asks you is what is your objective? We talk a lot about this. So you can select traffic, engagement, conversions. There are lots of options. Now there is a messages objective, which is really, really exciting because in the past for almost a year now, to create a messenger ad, whether it's a destination ad that looks like a regular ad in the newsfeed that you click on and it opens in messenger or a sponsored message, which is basically a broadcast to all of your messenger subscribers, no matter what you were doing, you had to choose another objective and then set messenger as your destination at the ad level. So now you can actually set messages as your objective at the campaign level, which is going to make things a lot easier. Facebook says that the message objective will also serve as the new home for Facebook's existing messaging ad product and will make it easier for advertisers to drive conversations at scale. In addition to click to messenger ads, the message objective will also allow businesses to re-engage in existing conversations using sponsored messages. Businesses can expect to see sponsored messages incorporated into the objective in the coming weeks. 
So right now, they're just rolling out the objective across ad accounts. If you don't have it yet, don't panic. If you use the objective, it will be for the destination ads. So the ads that show up in the news feed that you can click on. But as Facebook says, they will eventually incorporate the sponsored messages into this objective too. So I don't think this will change the performance of messenger ads or a whole lot in terms of how these work, but it's just going to make it a lot easier to set up one of these campaigns. In the past, you had to use the traffic objective or the engagement objective. So this is just going to make it a lot easier, a lot cleaner. I think it will also help with the usage of messenger ads and really spreading the word that this is now an option inside of Facebook. If you're curious to learn more about Facebook Messenger ads, go back to episode 80, episode 72, and episode 94. Those are all about Facebook Messenger ads. So look for that objective inside of Ads Manager very, very soon. Yeah. So before this objective, you were using either traffic or conversions, correct? Yeah, as your objective? Or engagement. Or engagement. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't really something specific just for uh, message. Yeah, for message. So this is kind of a big deal. Whether or not it helps with the effectiveness of the ads, too early to say at this point. But you know, this is just one other way. Let's let's kind of take a step back here to communicate with your potential customers. Is you know, first it was email, you know, and now it's like email and ads, and now it's all these messenger apps, and it's really it's it's a great way to reengage with people, especially deep deep with you know within the funnel itself. Bottom of funnel is where we use a lot of messenger ads now. And the amazing thing is that messaging apps, according to uh, Business Insider, are now bigger than social networks. More people are on messenger apps than they are on all the social networks combined. So pretty amazing stuff here. And it's a cool technology that Facebook understands is an emerging technology that's going to be instrumental, I think, for any business to grow in the future, not only today, but, you know, five, 10 years out. So... What is number four? Number four. So number four is similar to number three. It's more of a change in interface, uh, but it's something that we want to make sure you guys don't panic about. So you might have heard that Facebook is merging Ads Manager and Power Editor. So historically, for the past, you know, seven years at least, there's been ads manager, which is more of your basic interface. And there's power editor where you go to duplicate big campaigns and do more advanced Facebook advertising. If you've noticed over the past year, the two have become very similar. They look very similar. I used to always go to Power Editor, and now I find myself creating ads in Ads Manager a lot because they look the same, (laughs) right? Ralph, would you agree? Oh, totally. They've almost, (laughs) just the look and feel is nearly identical right now. So this was just a matter of time. So basically what's happening is on September 12th, Facebook introduced the updated Ads Manager. They say they're always looking to make advertising on Facebook easier, which is why they're combining the powerful ad creation and editing features of Power Editor with the ease of use and familiarity advertisers love in Ads Manager all in one tool. 
Starting later this week, advertisers will begin to see an updated ads manager interface where they previously found ads manager or power editor. The updated ads manager interface is designed to feel familiar without sacrificing any capabilities advertisers enjoyed from the old power editor or ads manager. It said creation flows that work best for each advertiser. So we are committed to supporting users who preferred Power Editor quick creation, as well as those who liked Ads Manager's guided creation, which is why in the updated Ads Manager, people will automatically be opted into the workflow they used in the past. Very cool. And everyone will have the option to change their preferred workflow at any time using a button in the top right hand of the ad creation window. It says the updated ads manager combines the comprehensive charts and activity history of Power Editor, which I've always loved with the breakdown, summary rows, date benchmarks, exported insight reports, and the ability to customize columns from ads manager. Now advertisers can create, manage, and view results in one easy to use interface. Facebook says that by focusing their efforts on improving a single platform, we hope to bring greater efficiency to our advertisers. The updated ads manager will continue to evolve as we release more improvements. So I think the big takeaway here is do not panic. It's not going to look that different. They're basically taking the best of both of these platforms and putting them into one. And I think what this will allow us to do is actually, I think in the coming months, we will see a more stable Facebook ad platform because before, they've had to work on both of these at the same time. I would assume that there's a development team for Ads Manager, a development team for Power Editor, and it's kind of been divide and conquer. Now that they're the same, we're not losing any features. It's still gonna be an interface that we're all familiar with, and Facebook can really focus on making this one product the best that it can be. So again, if you hear the news, do not panic. It's not a huge change and it will only be better for us as advertisers. You said it all. No, I think it's just, um, it, it's a natural evolution. I mean, it really, why have two interfaces for the same ad platform, really? I mean, because we get the questions all the time. When do you use Power Editor? When do you use Ads Manager? Well, we used to use it, create ads in Power Editor and optimize and look at your reporting inside Ads Manager. Well, I think I was in creating ads last week inside Power Editor, and I actually thought it was Ads Manager. Ads Manager. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you really can't tell the difference. Yeah, so better functionality. Uh, if you're experiencing some technical difficulties inside either one of the platforms, it's probably just because, it, you know, they're... They're tweaking things behind the scenes, doing an overhaul to try to make this merge finally occur. When is the projected date in which it's actually going to happen, Molly? So this was released two weeks ago. And based off of that documentation, it said that it will start rolling out to ad accounts. So I would expect this any day. But honestly, it's not going to be a huge change. So you might not even notice. <laughs> yeah, true. Awesome, guys. So for updates, Ralph, do you have anything else to add? I mean, I think we'll do these in a regular sequence because we have been doing them in the past, but um, there's a lot going on. I would definitely keep, keep your finger on the pulse, so to speak, by going to Facebook for Business. Just Google that. 
Um, and you can actually see they, they, they post pretty regularly of stuff that's coming out, new updates, things that are coming in the future. So definitely use that resource as well as the other resources that we mentioned here from the podcast. Absolutely. And as always, guys, these episodes, these update episodes are not meant to induce shiny object syndrome. Uh, we just want to keep you guys updated and make sure that you know about the updates so that you're not surprised. But most importantly, you know the why behind it. You know why these updates matter. So as always, head over to the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Please share the podcast. Please leave us a review. If you get any value, it means a lot. We regularly go in and and read those and share them with one another. Uh, So as always, we appreciate you guys and we will see you next week. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.